Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit PlanetBroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates and popular culture from chimpanzee all the way down to chimpanzee. This week on the show, returning to the monkey house, we have the great, maybe the greatest mate of the show, definitely top 10, great, greatest guest we've ever had. Uh, he's also co-host with me on Do Go On, also has his own great podcast, Book Cheat. It's Mr. David Warnicky. Hello. Great to be in the top 10. I'd love to go through and do the stats, how many guests you've had. Reckon that's got to be around ten. Yeah, probably about ten. Probably about ten. So I'm in that top ten. Out. Yeah, you're right in there. That's great. And is this one of the best thirty episodes you've done yet? <laughs> this is in one of the best thirty-five or so episodes I've done. <laughs> yes, yeah. so good. Also, I don't want to. We all know which one. It's better than one, and we know which one. We won't say. No, let's but not it's say. better than that one. Yeah, that, oh, that one was, was a real stinker. That was a disaster. God. Yeah. Embarrassing. I'm really sorry. I do apologise every week about that episode, and I do again here today. Yeah, thank goodness. Dave, what is your favourite ever primate? You've told us in previous episodes. Oh, I think I've changed every time. What is it? What would you call it these days? Mm, I mean, it's so hard, hard to go past an orangutan. Mm. But, oh, 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 big fan of those little those snow monkeys. Yeah, the macaques or macaques as some people call and them also, those parts. And also, the funniest of them all, the baboon. Ah, the baboon. You love a baboon. I think once I've said lemur because I like their their cheeky attitude and the fact that they like to escape from zoos. But, um, yeah, let's go with the baboon today. Have you ever revealed your favourite or are you slowly? I'm I'm trying to figure it out. But, yeah, the Japanese macaques would be right up there. The uh, orangutans. The macaque, they're the ones that like the thermal spas? Or yeah. Yeah, yeah so I kind of love them and hate them because there's something about them because their society, they um, they keep some macaques out of the warm spa. There's like this oh weird God, class system. That. Hang on, what? Yeah. So I, there's something a bit weirdly brutal about that. They're in these big, spacious hot spas, hot springs. And only some of them And only some, certain bloodlines in the – yeah, so it's a bit – bit weird like that. Oh, holding the mirror up to ourselves. 
Mm. It is. It really, yeah, it is. So I don't know what that means. Um, but being in the spa is nice, though. I did. I've I've got a um uh, a link that's on um I think my Twitter bio where people can give suggestions about the show. And I haven't gone through this in a while, but I asked um I asked people if they had any suggestions for um, questions I could ask guests. Carl K- Kovic he asks. What color would your baboon ass be? Oh, fantastic. What a great question. What color would it be if you had a choice, I imagine? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, or intrinsically, what would you Intrinsically. Your... Well, to reflect my diet, green. Green. Green ass. Green ass. Got a real envious ass. Kiss my green ass. <laughs> Kyle. What color would your baboon ass green be? Green is my favorite color, so I think I'd probably yeah, like a lime green or an apple green. I mean, like a like if it was blue, it's not it's not going so well. Is it? And red sounds that's painful. Painful, and that is sort of the classic ass. look anyway. Yeah, blue ass. It's like if you get blue balls. <laughs> blue ass. <laughs> what does a blue ass mean? You haven't had a shit in a while. Yeah, you've really been saving it up. <laughs> yeah, fair enough too. I um, I think that's a great question. But, I mean, I think they should lead job interviews with that. It would really throw people off. Yeah, but, uh, um, get their honesty. Yeah. I think that's funny they because they're like, all right, people are going to ask me what my biggest weakness is. People are going to ask me, you know, where I see myself in five years. What color would your ass be if you were a baboon? Oh, um, oh. Uh, uh, orange. Oh, get can't... out. Get... <laughs> I think my main problem is I care too much. No, <laughs> get out. About your baboon ass? Yeah. <laughs> well, stop caring. You know what you'll be caring? On the unemployed line. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out. You're not getting in this thermal spa, pal. <laughs> yeah. That's something that they, yeah. Jeez, because they look so, there's something great about those things. There's also re- relatively recent news. So we started learning about the Japanese macaques on this show because there's a character called Hitmonkey in the Marvel uh, Yes, universe. I have heard your episodes with Peter Thomas on that. It's great. And and that was a bit like that, wasn't it, with the... They had a bit of hierarchy stuff going on there. Yeah, there was a little bit. Um, they didn't delve too deeply into it. I found that out later. But Hitmonkey, um, in the last couple of weeks, a lot of people sent me messages to let me know this. Um, but Hulu has um, they're they're going to put up uh, a new series about Hitmonkey, an animated series, ah. which is pretty exciting. Um, there's a bunch of others, including Howard the Duck. Is also going to get us an its animated series. series. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's going to be, um, I think, six different series. Um, they're the two characters I'd heard of. They've also got one called Tigra and Dazzler and Modok. Are they all Marvel ones? They're all Marvel. Yeah. Right. So that's pretty interesting. And will it be animated or live action? All animated. Yeah. Yeah. That's for, and will that guy that gave up the rights and then got them back? With the amazing trick, which I won't ruin. You should listen to that Hitmonkey episode. No, that was in the, the Howard the Duck, right? Was it Howard the that Duck? That was, I'm pretty sure that was on the Do Go On episode. Oh, right. I confused with, the two uh, in my Meso, mind. where he, yeah. Oh, yes. We, you, you t- if you want to look into that, yeah, check out the Marvel uh, characters special on Do Go On. Yeah, that was a, a really, that's right. It was Meso saying that. Yeah, that's, that's a really cool story. I hope that that guy, the original creator, is getting paid. The, the team who's behind the hit monkey, it's going to be written and executive produced by Josh Gordon and Will Speck. Um, and they have previously worked together co-directing films like Blades of Glory. You know, oh, right, yeah. Will Ferrell and uh, 
That's the Napoleon Dynamite guy. Yeah, what's his name? Is it Bill Hader? No, I had. I was thinking Bill Hader as well. It's something no, like that. It is like Bill Hader, isn't it? Napoleon Dynamite. I don't edit on this show as well, so feel free to talk while I Google. Oh, I can see his face right now. Jo- what did you say? Bill Hader. It's John Hader. John Hader, right. Very close. Yes. So I will forgive. Thank you. Anyway, will that's... not forget. <laughs> I will never forget. This week, a lot of people have been um, uh, messaging me uh, about this news story. And uh, I just mentioned it to you briefly. You hadn't heard about it, Dave. No, no, off air. No, I haven't heard it. But a lot of it, it comes from this one article in the Sun, but a lot of different news sources have been reporting based on it. And the um, headline is "Great Esque Ape." Oh wow! <laughs> uh, subheading: Mike Tyson offered zookeeper nine thousand pounds to fight a silverback gorilla in a cage. Oh. Wow, recently? No, it goes it goes back to the 1980s. So it's it's not really uh yeah, it's funny that it's news. I guess it's that kind of thing that would be a, a an article that goes around the internet a bit. This is the kind of thing I would have thought would have come up on on your day job at the project. Yeah, no, we didn't talk about Mike Tyson this week, so actually cuz it came up on the weekend maybe, I think. Oh, so right. Maybe you missed it. Um so in uh, this is what I'll go through the article a bit here. He became heavyweight champion uh, when he was twenty years old in nineteen eighty six. Obviously, something he's done since then. He's been convicted of rape. So obviously, this guy's a bad guy. So maybe yes, it's well, not... I mean, his nickname is the baddest man in the world, and it is very true. Yeah, in many ways. Yes, was, um, went to jail and everything. That's what the next actually the next paragraph says. It says the baddest man on the planet. Oh right, there you go. Clearly fancied his chances of going toe to toe with anything. Right. <laughs> Including an ape. <laughs> What's the anything? I mean, the any one's still an ape. An ape's still a one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not taking any two apes. <laughs> and he choose any two apes and I will take them. So apparently he um, he bribed a, a worker at the zoo to open it privately for him and his wife, Robin Givens, to give them a private stroll through the, the zoo. So he'd already, he bribed his way in. So then he... He, he was like, how far can I Yeah, how far can I... He apparently he went past an ape enclosure and the, the the gorillas were in there, including a dominant alpha male who was bullying the rest of the submissive group, the Sun article says. Um, so he, then that's when he offered the cash to the zookeeper to see if he could go in there and punch the gorilla. Sort of like, I'll teach this bully oh, gorilla like to, it's a, a bully, lesson. Right. Yeah. I mean, he would have died, right? Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. So it, I mean, sure, he's the best boxer in the world at the time. Best human, human boxer. boxer. <laughs> but probably not the, be- not the best ape boxer. Like a giant silverback gorilla. What, what does that weigh? That a, uh, hundreds of kilos? A full-size gorilla. Um, yeah. Maybe my guess would be 400 to 500 kilos. Gorilla, 400, 500 gorilla. That's my guess. All right, let's see. Uh, you'd be close if you were saying pounds. They're 304 to 430 pounds or 136 to 195 kilograms. Really? For a full-grown silver? Wild, mate, wild male gorillas. I thought that they were much bigger. But still, I mean, that's that's big. Yeah. Um, yeah, I imagine the bigger ones are at the higher end of that, up towards the 200. That's, you know, that's... How many, what was your comedy playing weight again? Uh, 52 kilos. 52 kilos. So... 
That was the way like I was about when four I, of you. The way I was when I started comedy, and then uh, for a couple of years, kept referencing that number because I remember it being measured at the doctors. So this is what uh, Tyson said. I paid a worker at New York's zoo to reopen it just for me and Robin. When we got to the gorilla cage, there was one big silverback gorilla just there bullying all the other gorillas. They were so powerful, but their eyes were like an innocent infant. I offered the attendant $10,000 to open the cage and let me smash that silverback snot box. He declined. Oh. <laughs> hey, you know this thing that you love and care for as your day job? <laughs> I'll give you a bunch of money so I can punch it in the face. And I'll risk my life. I'll risk your job. Yeah. It's like I'll, all of a sudden, next thing you know, the attendant's there with a dead world champion boxer. <laughs> to explain it. And, and then, 10 grand in but, his pocket. Uh, but, I mean, you'd want the money up front, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> you'd be like, Have you got uh, cash on your you now, You go to mate? his wife, hey, I'm sorry he died in front of us brutally just <laughs> then, but you, you heard him you say, heard say that it was 10 grand, right? You, you're good for it, right? Yeah, right. I right. mean, you've got a lot of money. But 10 grand in the 80s, that's a lot. Apparently, a lot of people have been surprised by this because he is apparently a famous animal lover. Um, right. Is he a pigeon guy? Yeah, he's got a number of exotic uh, pigeons. That can't be. No, exotic tigers as pets. <laughs> exotic pigeons. <laughs> so probably, a- I mean, they probably are like really, really expensive racing pigeons. Right. Um, yeah, so that's. I I wasn't sure about it, like what it would actually, how it would look if a man fought a um a gorilla. So I, I think I, it would look like a bloodbath. Yeah, I think it might as well. Because they they probably wouldn't punch; they'd probably just rip your arms off. Yes, that's right. Um, here's one answer I found on Slate dot com. I'll post. <laughs> what did you Google? I I, I googled um, boxer versus gorilla because I love my favorite is um, if lion versus a tiger who would win and there's all these people speculating on right. why tigers bigger man tigers are and they're also and lions are a pack animal but tigers hunt solo all this stuff and then I think there was an example a real life example where in a zoo somehow a lion and a tiger got face to face and I'm pretty sure a, a the tiger did kill the lion. Right, but people still debate it. Yeah, what a yeah. Fast, it's kind of like the debates about would Superman beat <laughs> <laughs> like Batman or something. Like that. That's a bad example because yeah, run the Flash. Did Superman <laughs> run the Flash. What's that from? <laughs> on the, the Simpsons. Simpsons? Yeah. It's like the monorail. Is it faster than the Flash? <laughs> sure. Uh, why not? Could Superman outrun the Flash? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that Homer? Uh, no, it's uh, the monorail guy. Um, oh, right. Down to, He's the spooky guy. Yeah, sell it to the kids. Right, before he does the monorail He's song. asking questions. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Superman outrun, Superman outrun the Flash? <laughs> I think he's got the list. Yeah, yeah. So. Great fun. <laughs> Superman outrun the Flash? Oh, I love that. <laughs> just one of those dumb questions but there's no answer yeah it's a fictional thing i know but i suppose this is not fictional but also you hope that no one yeah that someone's gone very wrong if a tiger and a lion are fighting <laughs> so back in the day like you gladiator type thing you'd have like dogs fighting bears right people fighting bears that kind of stuff yeah i wonder if anyone ever kangaroos and humans yeah did they ever big... import a gorilla to Roman times to fight a gladiator. I I'm sure that I'm sure that it would have like that. It must have happened at some point, right? But um, uh, yes. So this there's a few different answers here. This first one is from Arcadia Moon. So, oh, is that the name of the? He's answered on uh on 
Quora.com. Oh, I love that website. Uh, saying, unless the gorilla is somehow hobbled, example, drugged, <laughs> or the human fighter is armed, especially with something like a spear that can get the gorilla off at a distance. Or, right. a, or a gun. Yeah. <laughs> like a, Anyway, yeah. Or a gun or... Um... <laughs> Flamethrower, <laughs> tank, yeah. nuclear weapon of some description. Like uh, throwing stars. A <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> really long sword, um, maybe a naval ship. A ladder that you could like poke him with it. So the gorilla will kill the human. with if, if the gorilla isn't hobbled, the human fighter isn't armed. So if it's just oh, a fair fight, the gorilla will kill the human and then be vaguely dejected that the human wasn't able to put up enough of a challenge to be interesting. And he he lists these dot points to consider. A male gorilla significantly outweighs most professional fighters. I guess that's not all, but let me look up uh, Mike Tyson's um, peak weight. Mike Tyson fighting. All right, I'm going to guess again and say he's about 85. 220... Pounds. Not far off. Is uh, that about a hundred kilos? That's about a hundred kilos, right? Yeah. So because he has to be pretty, like fighters have to stay pretty lean, right? Um, yeah, but he's but it's still also half the, heavy, the size. He's of the heavyweight a, too, right? So that's the they're super heavyweight and yeah. Uh, still, like, well, he's still a biggish guy. So a hundred kilos, but a gorilla, we're thinking, is about double that. Yeah. So yeah, he's so he's gone up like thirty weight divisions. <laughs> Uh, his center of gravity is closer to the ground. Wrestlers will appreciate the huge advantage involved. Erect bipedality is a serious liability here. <laughs> oh, goddamn. D- you're damn right about that. My erect bipedality is, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's not, not so good. It's really hard when it comes to wrestling, you know, get erect bipedality. Uh, one word, fangs. With the big, big powerful jaw, big right. teeth and fangs. Yes, but because that's the other thing. You can't say, all right, well, it's boxing rules because you can't enforce that. Right. Yeah. It's like, no, right. well, there's no biting ding, boxing. Ding. Well, actually, there no is. No biting. There Nothing is below a, the belt. Except when it comes to Mike Tyson. Yeah, that would be ironic, Mike Tyson. And, hey, hang on. No biting. <laughs> no biting. Did you know that he bit him twice? Yeah, when he did it one time and it was like thrown off as like a maybe a mistake or something. And then he went in for the other ear, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, and he bit a bit off. Yeah, and was on, you could see. Twice. What the? How does it a fight not get stopped after someone bites your ear the first time? I accident. Sorry, I accidentally bit off his ear. <laughs> All right, last warning. <laughs> first and last warning. The what was he? The worst person of all time. What? what? The baddest man. Baddest in the universe. man in the universe. <laughs> um, being a wild animal, the gorilla will throw a hundred percent of his available resources into the fight from the word go. Humans. Even professional fighters or soldiers never do this unless they are in such a state of psychosis that they might as well be wild animals. Uh, brackets. I've seen a five-foot-tall woman in such a state and weighing 100 pounds require five humans at double her weight each to take her down and hold her down. Okay, I don't know where, he, don't know where Arcadia Moon <laughs> saw this. Who is this guy? Who is it? Yeah, I was just on the street. Arcadia Moon. That, I'm guessing that is not their professional, like they're not their birth name. <laughs> Arcadia Moon. That's a, this is going to be a reference to something I don't understand. Well, Arcadia it comes out a lot. Arcadia is like a heaven, right? Like a. Oh, do you think there's some sort of a god? It's like some. I think it's like the perfect sort of city in an ancient Greek thing. Right. Arcadia, I think. 
But Moon, now you're talking. So you're think, but surely that would happen if if it is life and death. Right. You would yes. go your hardest. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh shit! The gorilla's grabbed me. I've got to punch him as hard as I can to have even a, a chance of living. I here. imagine there must be some sort of fight and flight thing. And yeah, I imagine because at first you'd be like, I mean, but he's stepping into the cage or into the enclosure if he gets his way, paying ten grand. What yeah, but I imagine when you punch the gorilla, you're not holding back, or are you? No, I, I guess you probably shouldn't. We well, just shouldn't. Um, but you probably just don't, yeah, obviously don't put yourself in this scenario be the first. No, one, it's bad for you. Two, it's terrible for the gorilla. Don't do it. Yeah, it's We've a... seen what happened to Harambe. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Because so, what would happen is Mark would go in there, they'd go, oh, it's killing Mike Tyson, I'll have to shoot the gorilla. Yeah. That's what had happened. Yeah. Um, he says, because the gorilla's fighting responses are instinctual, not trained, they will be faster than the humans. And the gorilla's muscular, uh, muscul- musculature and skeleton are considerably more robust than a human's, uh, which means that the gorilla will soak up much more punishment before being seriously injured. This makes the human fighter's main hope of winning almost immediately in- in- incapacitating the gorilla. Very problematic. <laughs> you know, in in the post nine eleven world, um, you know, you can't get away with such things. Incapacitating it. I wonder what they mean by very problematic. There, not obviously not in the PC kind of way. They mean it. It's just very hard As to in do. Like, uh, yeah, you're hoping for a quick knockout, and it's not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry, not not today. Uh, what will happen is that the gorilla will close with the human and knock him off his feet. At that point, all. All of the humans' resource, uh, all of the humans' possible advantages are out the window, and it's all over. But the screaming, bleeding, and dying—it's <laughs> amazing. Like it just as a the confidence of a, of someone to be like, yeah, I I don't know any. I'm assuming he didn't know anything about gorillas. Otherwise, it feels like he wouldn't have suggested it. Or is he misremembering now? Just going, hey, that's a funny thing I did in the eighties. Oh, you're talking about Mike. Mike, yeah, yeah. right. The confidence, yeah, because it does sound. It's a pretty good story, isn't it? So maybe he is just saying it. But I suppose maybe at the time, he's young, he's the heavyweight champ of the world. He thinks he's invincible. Yeah. I've seen interviews with him. I don't know him personally. You don't know so much. He's done some bad things, but he doesn't seem like the most intelligent guy. Right. So maybe a combination of arrogance and and not thinking things through. I believe that he would. he could have said it. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I probably believe it too. I found this. Um, so also, he probably didn't expect. I imagine, I imagine it's a situation where the guy goes, 10 grand, yeah, sure, go in. And you'd be like, uh, <laughs> I don't have my gloves. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just messing with you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a, on another forum. Um, I, I couldn't find any scientific journals. <laughs> really? <laughs> talking about it. Talk about this at Harvard? Uh, but this is off uh, comicvine.gamespot.com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and this topic's been locked. I don't know if it got too heated or what, but uh, the headline is, a human can beat a silverback gorilla in a fight with his bare hands. And this is um, this is posted by a guy called JJIIJJ uh, about three years ago. Saying, a highly common misconception in history (laughs) is that a male silverback gorilla would beat any human in a fight because of their superior strength. Well, time to debunk them. Great. 
False argument one. Gorillas are way stronger than humans. Therefore, a gorilla would beat a well-trained human. Debunking argument. Strength isn't everything in a fight. There are ways to beat people much stronger than you. Rule one is never grappling someone who is much stronger than you. Okay, so he said... I don't know how he's debunked that there, but... Right, so he's saying just don't grapple the gorilla. Yeah, just stand back. Watch him, tire him out. (laughs) Stand and wait till they nap and then stab him in the neck. Yeah, with a pen. With a pen, which you don't have because this is... Bad. bad. Uh, False argument two. A gorilla has those mean teeth. It would bite you to shreds. Debunking argument. Lol. <laughs> as soon as it comes, I thought start... that was all I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. As soon as it comes in to bite you, you could easily dig your index and middle finger into one of its eyes or elbow, or elbow its mouth, which could knock its teeth out. Also, you have teeth too. You could easily do it. I I think I'm I'm taking this post seriously, but I'm, I'm guessing that. They're being a little silly here. Uh, false argument three. Gorillas' blows are very powerful. You can't block them. Debunking. False. It's 100% <laughs> possible to block a gorilla's blows without breaking your arms. Doesn't explain why. Is this Dwight Schrute from The Office posting this? <laughs> false. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I'd use a powerful bolster. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, false argument uh, four. If the gorilla grabs both your arms, you're dead. You're done. Debunking. If it grabs your arms, you can headbutt its nose. That would hurt the gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Gorillas feel pain, you know. Yeah. Huh? Debunk this. Uh, if the gorilla charges it, charges at you, you're dead. Debunking argument. No, you're not. <laughs> you could move to the side and put in a headlock, choking it to death. You could. A false argument six is the final one. You can't choke a gorilla. Neck is too thick. Debunking. Nope. <laughs> Gorilla's necks aren't that thick. You can choke them out. <laughs> Conclusion. Any good fighter can beat a gorilla without weapons. Side note, and this is handy and important, and I, 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 I want to underline this as well. I am not encouraging you to fight a gorilla. <laughs> That's risky. Only if you had to. That is, I can see why that is locked. That yeah, people just would have teed off on that. There's a lot of responses. There's a lot um, of arguments. Uh, and as people going, yeah, just basically going, no, you're you're wrong. Um, I have found another article on MTV, and this is about guys who have fought apes in real life. So this is on MTV.com. Who has fought them? Well, they've got they go through a list. I'll I'll read a couple of uh, examples out. Uh, including Dale McFadden. Uh, Not Brian McFadden's brother? Uh, I think great uncle. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, at the 1959 Great Stoneboro Fair in Pennsylvania, the great state of Pennsylvania, teenager Dale McFadden, weighing in at just 115 pounds. So what do you reckon? What's that about? 
half. What is that? In Probably my, my comedy weight. Right. So small fella. He got in a cage with a 130-pound gorilla. So not not a small gorilla then, I guess. Uh, and he said, back then I was quick as lightning, but that gorilla was faster. Um, this is what he, he told the Grove City's Allied News in 2012. The overconfident adolescent had a little too much courage from drinking beer. God. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to help. The gorilla. The, Gorilla wore boxing gloves and a muzzle, but McFadden still required first aid after getting his skull pounded for a few minutes. I did get my five dollars. He re- he recounted to the news, uh, and might have bought more beer with it. Oh. Wow! Um, in uh, this is now Boo Weekly. So yeah, that that's just a just a real old school story. Fifties. Just picture sideshows and stuff. Just did. Dumb things more often back then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they didn't have Netflix. <laughs> they, that's right. Wait, I need to be entertained. Yeah. Let's watch a small drunk child <laughs> take on a, um, a a muzzled smallish gorilla. So Boo Weekly um, talked about uh, this in a, a Golf Digest interview. He was a professional golfer saying, in an attempt to win 50 bucks, he fought an orangutan at a county fair when he was 16. He signed a legal waiver and promptly got his ass handed to him, the article <laughs> says. The orangutan didn't look like much, he said, but I woke up bleeding in the back of my friend's pickup. The orangutan had knocked me cold with one punch. <laughs> my friends thought it was hilarious. Oh, my God. I feel terrible for the... I just couldn't punch an orangutan or any of these. I feel terrible. Uh, th- this next sentence sums it all up. Um, so this is him talking about it much later in 2007. He said... He told the magazine that he wouldn't support this practice today because the fight wasn't fair for the orangutan and it sure as heck wasn't good for me. <laughs> it really is like it's a... There's and no it, are people watching it going, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, I love watching this. It's Yeah, I'm sure there probably are, are people. Uh, wild man Joe O'Connell um, was inducted in the Maryland uh, Boxing Hall of Fame. Um, but... He uh, uh, so he went by the moniker Wild Man and started boxing in 1942. Um, one time, apparently, got kissed by Marilyn Monroe in the ring, so oh. it, was, it was a big deal. Uh, he took on a gorilla, and the match was over pretty quickly. Uh, he later called it the toughest fight he'd ever done. Um, at, he'd also boxed a kangaroo, which said was pretty tough as well. When it hit hit him with his tail so hard, he was stuttering for two days. Oh God. Kangaroos are, yeah, they're surprisingly brutal animals. Because you don't think of the the small hands, but, yeah, but it's the feet and the tail that's super powerful, and they are big, just strong bodies, and they can, they say they can, yeah, just rip your guts out basically with yeah. their sharp talons. Yeah, if the Marty Bush is anything to go by, and it is. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, the last on their list is Peter Lumetta, uh, who is an Alaskan gemologist. Um, so he. I would guess studies uh, studies gems. I'm a yeah, primatologist. I, mean. I study primates. So I think that makes sense. Uh, he wrote a 2011 blog post about wrestling a 125 pound chimpanzee in 1965. I think the timing of all these is consistently the olden days. Yes, yes. It doesn't seem like something you'd ever do now. Uh, so in the summer of 65. He'd gone to a county fair, and it's often these county fairs, figuring it was a good place to pick up some chicks. 
Uh, Akani offered him a couple of bucks to fight the chimp. Uh, Lametta, then a six foot, 220 pound college football player, assumed it'd be an easy victory. Right. And he's like, I could, could impress some chicks. Yeah. So just a super naive, um, super naive guy. Because he didn't, yeah, because chimps, you know, you see him portrayed on TV and stuff as sort of cheeky, um, pretty harmless. You don't see the, like, the, Killer insects. Killer muscle machine, yeah. they are. Um, I gave him a direct hit to his chest, which sent him into a frenzy of screaming and swinging, Lametta recalled. And the chimp knocked me to the floor of the cage and proceeded to jump up and down on my back. He threw me across the cage with his feet. Fuck. Looking back at the incident, Lumetta, who died earlier this year, felt the sideshow attraction took advantage of our poor animal brethren. I participated in doing just that. Yes. So that... Yeah. Right, so, so in every story, they all got beaten. Yeah, badly. They get smashed And up. then they all said, we shouldn't have done that. Yeah, that's right. Everyone felt bad about it later. Yep. And um, yeah, with good reason, I think. Um, so yeah, I think the <laughs> the comic find guy, which I do find that funny, like listing, sort of like putting up sort of straw man arguments and not really, but saying, all right, debunked, next, what else yeah. you got? Wait, you what didn't? Else? Uh-huh. You no, said- <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I already debunked you. Stop. Yeah, you think uh, they're stronger? Yeah, well, they're not. They're next. Not. Next. <laughs> Bang. They, why would they win? They would. Next. Next. What else you got? What else? Huh? Huh? KO. Me. Victory. You. Loss. It's, they're br- those stories are so brutal and it, it all just makes me feel like um, I feel sorry for everyone involved. Like it's getting playing off young um, guys with a bit of bravado and stuff or getting them a few beers and going, yeah, you could take on these things. Mm. But, uh, yeah, you don't. I don't think you'd see that anymore. I hope not. No. Um, so, yeah, I think um, Mike Tyson obviously proved that he is the baddest uh, decision maker <laughs> in, <laughs> in the entire universe. In the entire universe. Well done. And, uh, yeah, lucky for him. I suppose the uh, request was rejected. Um, yeah, I don't, is there any sort of? They don't really do that at all anymore. They, but it did sound like back in the day it was animals fighting humans. But it was also like animals in film and stuff. And that seems all any sort of animals in film now are pretty much seemingly um, CGI. Mm. And uh, maybe that's what they need to do at the showgrounds as well. Next time the county fair, do you, will you take on Andy Circus in a ball suit? Andy Circus as a giant gorilla. Yeah, that's it. I'd go watch that for sure. Um, so this week's episode is pretty uh, short and sweet, Dave. But there are a couple of uh, great episodes out much longer than this on our network. Uh, the Do Go On Podcast Network, including your book cheat episode this week, which is a is an I've been hearing it described as an instant classic. <gasps> Have you? Well, we talk about an instant classic. We talk about Arthur Conan Doyle's first Sherlock Holmes novel, A Study in Scarlet, and it's the one that sets up Sherlock Holmes and Doctor John Watson moving in together to two twenty one B Baker Street and uh, solving their first mystery. It's in two halves, and the second half, uh, the the book is. We covered it one episode, and the second half takes a massive U-turn. That even uh, people that I, ha- I had, uh, Mr. Sunday Movies from the Weekly Planet, James and uh, Claire Tonti from Just Make the Thing, both Planet Broadcasting shows, and both of them had seen a lot of Sherlock Holmes stuff before. But the second half is never 
never actually ad- uh, adapted into anything. So, yeah, it's it's fun, but quite surprising what happens. Right. Well, that is a, that is a sweet bit of sizzle. <laughs> yeah, huh? Trying to sell it there. And uh, the other episode that we did uh, on Do Go On is about legendary uh, wrestler and entertainer Andre the Giant. That's right. That was a giant of a report. Um, and I, I've just looked up because I'm like, I'm like if, if a human was ever going to take on a, a beast, maybe it would be someone like Andre the Giant. I've just Googled Andre the Giant versus Animal and a few results come up with Andre the Giant versus Grizzly Bear. Oh, God. But that's more like a who would win type scenario. Do you want to see what it says on this Reddit, yeah, <laughs> Reddit post? Surely a bear. Um, so this is this is a um, this is a speculation. It says they've put forward the question: Drunk Andre the Giant versus Drunk Grizzly Bear. Who would win? And then it says the bear would be just as drunk as Andre the Giant was on a typical day. Right. We did we did learn this that took uh, Andre the Giant a fair bit to drink. So that, which kind of ruins this question. The first person says he drank, but he was almost never drunk because he just couldn't be. He was so big. Tolerance was too high. People are coming in with this. Not, they're not having the fun that I was hoping they would. Someone's <laughs> gone, it depends on the size of the bear. If it's female, Andre actually stands a chance because they weigh a lot less. And he would have had a decent size advantage a lot of the time. If it's a monstrous 600-pound male, Andre gets destroyed. And I'm being generous with the female bear because Andre could hold his alcohol a lot better than any bear can. So he'll be infinitely more coordinated. I'm being generous with the bear. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's interesting. That's what they're saying. That's the typical of the drink. Anyway, what a weird... The internet, really, you can find anything on there. No, it's, there's something... It's really something for everyone. Thought, you've had a thought. They've had a thought. <laughs> on an episode a few months ago, I had this thought about... Uh, I'm like... Um, Doing a Scatman John song, only clipping in some a Batman going, "I'm ba- I'm the Batman," <laughs> and there was multiple versions of that song already. It was already people had already done it. Been there, done that. Uh, something we do, Dave, is we like to thank um, some of our Patreon supporters who support the Do Go On Podcast Network at the end of the show, and they uh, message in to uh, give us some of their favourite primates. Right, I think that you do a similar thing on Booktree with that. Uh, yes, people tell me about their favourite books and why they like them. So I might I might read out a couple and then hand them over to you to read a couple as well if you like. Sure. Uh, Jana or Jana Nichols says her favourite primate are Tarsiers. You know Tarsiers? I don't think so. They're they're pretty great. Uh, she says they have uh, the weirdest proportions. I mean, they look so odd, but they're also kind of cute. Is that the one with the big nose? No, that's the uh, that's the uh, dick dick face. Oh, right. Dick face monkey. How did I, how did I forget that? Uh, let me, I'll show you a Tarsier. They're, they're real kind of adorable. They kind of look like gremlins or like sort of like look like frog monkeys kind of. Oh, wow. They're amazing. Yeah. Huge eyes and yeah, just real fascinating looking creatures. I'm into them. I think that's a great suggestion, uh, Jana. She said, fun fact, in German they're called goblin lemurs, which makes perfect sense. <laughs> And then uh, Tegan Logman uh, says her favourite primate is Coco the gorilla, who unfortunately has now passed away. Going to do an episode on Coco at some point soon, I think. She was famous for learning how to communicate through modified sign language. And that, that, that's that been suggested before by other listeners. Oh, right. Like and she knew quite a lot of words. She was right? also very friendly with kittens. 
uh, too. Do you want to uh, read a couple of those out, Davo? Uh, yes, I would like to thank a listener that we have both met. Uh, we were doing our show, Do Go On, live in Edinburgh, our first ever overseas show. And who came to the rescue but a fantastic man named Tiernan Ennis. Tiernan, what a fella. Thank you so much, Tiernan. He teched our first show. That's right. A former sound engineer. We put it out there. Can anyone help us with our, uh, our microphones and stuff? And Tiernan volunteered, so thank you so much. And Tiernan says his favourite favorite primate is a basic one, but my favourite primate is the orangutan. They are smart, calm, cute, and ginger. I see a lot of myself in them because <laughs> he is a fantastic ginger man. He is. I also see a lot of you in them, Tiernan. <laughs> Oh, thanks for the support Great suggestion, of the show. Yes, I would like to uh, finally shout out to Ern Arrowsmith. Thanks, Ern. Great to have you on board here at Primates. Favorite primate is probably the slow Loris, as it's adorable yet toxic. <laughs> I got to know look, that about the no, slow I Loris. No, I didn't. I did know they were adorable. Yeah, no, I was unaware of their toxicity. Wow. Let what, me look what, that what, up. You can't lick them, or what? what so. What's the problem? I should say Tegan you'd know as well. She, I hand-delivered you some books from oh, Tegan. Oh, awesome. Yes, thank you, Tegan. Uh, the World of the Worlds, which you handed to me the week that I I was doing the War of the Worlds. Well, the night we were recording Yeah, it. the report uh, on the HG Wells and Orson Wells adaptation. I did a report on that for Dugo on, and Matt had just handed me a book from Tegan that night, and it was that one. It was amazing. Apparently, uh, the slow Loris... Uh, have a toxic bite, a tra- trait rare among mammals and unique to uh, lorisid primates. The toxin is a, this is all from Wik- a fantastic resource, Wikipedia. I, don't, I know okay. you don't tend to go to this one. I reckon it's worth checking out, wikipedia.org, and they've got information on, on a lot of different well, topics. Well, they are an organisation. Yeah, exactly. They, they keep it organised. Uh so the toxin is obtained by licking a gland on their arm and the secretion is activated by mixing with saliva. The toxic bite is a deterrent to predators and the toxin is also applied to the fur during grooming as a form of protection for their infants. Oh. They, yeah. You know, people always go on about toxic culture being a bad thing. But, I mean... It's, it's good for the kids. The slow loris toxic culture sounds like that's great. Hey, what about that? Think about that next time you're having a go at someone's toxicity. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll have you know. That's a great fact. Thank you, Earn. Yes, Earn. What a ledge. Uh, Dave, now where can people find you if they want to hunt you down <laughs> okay, and right. ask you a big question? Well, my address is <laughs> one, one, one. Yes. I'm writing this down. Oh, this is for the listeners. Oh, these, are, these are coordinates. Okay. Uh, two. Okay. Nine. Yep. Let us quickly symbol. Okay, like this. And then seven, four, eight, one. Is that squiggly symbol just a three? <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Let's <laughs> forget, forget that word. Uh, they can find me, I guess, on, on Twitter. I'm at Dave Warnicky, but really I'd love if people want to hear more of my dulcet tones, checking out uh, Do Go On with you and Jess, or uh, Book Cheat that we've already mentioned. Yes. Still pretty new, got about 11 episodes out, so... Yeah, if people haven't given it a crack, maybe f- see if there's any books that you know that you've always wanted to read but you haven't got the time for. There's The Great Gatsby, Frankenstein of Mice and Men, Persuasion from Jane Austen, a couple of Shakespeare's Othello and Hamlet. I did the 000. Othello one, one of the early episodes. It was That's a lot right. of fun. 
and uh, Christmas Carol, you're on the Charles Dickens that's right Christmas as well, yeah. special. Yeah, twenty thousand leagues under the sea, and uh, yeah, every it comes out every couple of weeks or twice a month, really. And the this week's Andre the Giant was, uh, yeah, really. You know, I didn't know much about him, but he lived a fascinating life. Yeah, we, really fascinating. We learn a lot about that, and I would highly recommend that episode. Um, actually, all the episodes this year, it's been a strong start to the year on yeah. Do Go On. Keep it rocking throughout the year. Yeah. So, um, please do check those out. Uh, if you have a chance, I'd love it for you to be able to uh, give this show a little rating. I said over the last couple of weeks that I might read out a few of the reviews. Um, that people have left. Uh, so I might do that now. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What does this mean? This is from an unpronounceable word. G-K-J-F-G-U-L-B-J-H-K said, uh, five stars, Matt Stewart can get it. Is that positive? He can get it. Can get it. Like he can get five stars? Yeah. I can get five stars. <laughs> yeah. Uh Sasse's says educational question mark. Mm. Uh, this is a really this is really the podcast you didn't know you needed, but can't really live without. Always a highlight in my week. Very funny, sometimes educational, and always interesting. Smiley face. Thank you so much. That is very nice. That is lovely. I um I, I, something a lot of people do say is it's the podcast you <laughs> didn't realize you needed, <laughs> <laughs> or it's like or oh, this is a this, I, this is something I never thought I would have wanted to listen to, but. Uh, Pod James Pod says, in a way, the Seinfeld of podcasts. Well, that's great. In Seinfeld. a way, yeah, sure. That's the, probably the greatest sitcom of all time. Uh, Primatology at its finest by Cucked 45. <laughs> a deep and rich nature podcast about primates and their fascinating abilities. Thank you so much, Cucked. Appreciate that. <laughs> cucked all Thanks, the way. Thanks, Cucked. I don't know if, yeah, Cucked, because it looks like they're from the UK, so maybe that's what the Cucked is. C, UK, Ed, C, Uck. Yeah, cucked 40. No, it's definitely just, they're just cucked. And finally, <laughs> uh, Clinton Dixon says, read mine on air and your wildest dreams will come true. Okay. Oh. All right. Says, I'm not sure Matt actually knows anything about primates. How dare you, sir? Oh, come on. You're a primatologist. Dave, tell him. I've seen your certificate. That's right. I mean, it was I wrote I wrote it because I'm self-taught, but yeah, still course, taught. Yeah. Taught's the key. Why is everyone exactly. still? They're always focusing on the self. Why don't you just see the taught for what it is? Yeah, see the taught. See the taught. Look yeah. past myself and see my taught. You're taught leany. <laughs> uh, but passion is more important than knowledge. Well, look, agree to disagree there. Um, I hold passion and knowledge. You know, they're the two key tenets. In equal amounts. Yeah, totally. Uh, and he seems to have at least a marginal passion for this running joke of a podcast. This is borderline disrespectful. Come on, mate. I don't come onto your podcast. <laughs> uh, I know that sounds like a one-star review, but it's actually a five-star review because I love a good joke and he tells it well. <laughs> Exclamation mark. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, that, that is a roller coaster of, of a review, but it ended in five stars. Um, That's all you really care about. Uh, and then maybe I'll just read this one last one. Soph Waldron, who's a great friend of the Duke on Network. Absolutely. She said, five stars. It's important to remember that this pod exists in a post-9-11 world, which, of course, drastically impacts that listening experience. Nonetheless, a fantastic listen. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Soph. 
I could keep reading them because they are making me feel really good about myself, apart from that weird one from Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, thank you so much for everyone who uh, took the time to write one of those reviews. Apparently, those five-star reviews do help the uh, visibility of the podcast. Yeah, get more people to see it. The more people that see it, the more people that might think, yeah, I'm going to download it. Maybe that. I'll give this thing a try. <laughs> Um, so thank you so much to everyone there. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Dave. Uh, if people do want to get in contact with me, you can get me at Primates Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and primatespod at gmail.com uh, for emails. If you've got any suggestions or anything like that, emails are a pretty good place to do it. Um, always, I've sort of opened it up this year. It's, it's a bit broader than just TVs and movies. It can be an article in the newspaper about Mike Tyson. Yeah, or- yeah I think it's cool. Could be sort of anything at all. Um, so please uh, throw suggestions my way, and uh, we'll see what we can do. Uh, Dave, we always finish the show um, with a uh, a sign off, which is riffed on the in the moment by the guests. So I'll I'll throw that over to you in a second to do. But while you're thinking about that, I'll um, I'll just give a quick plug. I'm touring my stand up show Bone Dry, uh, which Dave has directed and made much better than it would have otherwise been, and it was already really great. It's and- fantastic. I Give it many stars. I know this sounds like a one-star review, but <laughs> it's great. Uh, and it's uh, just been in Perth, and I met a lot of Primates listeners there, which was really super cool, so I really appreciate the people who came up to me. Quite a few people bought the, the first uh, lot of Primates beanies. That's so cool. There, which are great. And I'll be bringing those beanies to Adelaide uh, next week, then uh, also Brisbane for the Brisbane Comedy Festival, Melbourne for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, and Sydney for the Sydney Comedy Festival. And you can find out details for all of that at mattstewartcomedy.com slash gigs and use the code DOGOON for all our DOGOON Podcast Network listeners um, for a great discount. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks so much for joining us. And Dave, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And as we always say on the show, the real question is who would win, a tiger or a lion? A gorilla. podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates i mean if you want it's up to you hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.